Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Or free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome around the state of Mississippi on the Super Talk Radio Network. Bob Getty and Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. Luke Johnson at the First Bank Studio in Laurel as we get ready for another edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us wherever you're tuned in this afternoon. We've got one of our favorite guests uh, back with us this afternoon, uh, track coach John Stewart in the studio here with me and Michael. We're going to be talking to him about Eric Richards, his extraordinary high jumper, and this fine track and field team uh, that Coach Stewart continues uh, to send out, and uh, they just do so well. It's always fun to talk about uh, the great, great uh, performance of our track and field team. Going to be joining Bailey Hartel in just a moment, a former baseball player, now the president of the M Club at Southern Miss. But before we do any of that, we want to welcome back, as always, Dickie's Barbecue Pit to the show, proud sponsors of the Eagle Hour and, of course, Southern Miss Athletics. You can enjoy their delicious food seven days a week. They're located right next to the mall here in Hattiesburg on 15th Street in Laurel uh, and, in, no doubt, a town near you. Uh, they cook fresh meat and fresh food every day, and uh, they'll cater any event for you, large or small. So the next time you have something special, uh, we want you to be sure to let Dickie's do the cooking. All right, our first guest is the new member of the Southern Miss M Club. He's a baseball player. Played with the Eagles from 2006 to 2007, Pearl River Community College in Oak Grove. So he is a local guy. We welcome Bailey Hartel to the Eagle Hour. And, uh, Bailey, thanks for coming on. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. All right, Oak Grove, Pearl River Community College, and Southern Miss. It doesn't get much more South Mississippi than that, Bailey. That's right. I'm born and raised, haven't left. Uh, grateful for my time uh, here. And uh, it's a great place to be from and a great, great place to live. All right, tell us how you, what led to you becoming the president of the M Club. Well, a few years ago, I, uh, somebody mentioned the M Club to me, and I was like, man, I don't, I don't know anything about it, and I, uh, so I just wanted to know a little bit more about it. I know they voted on, or I know that they vote on the Hall of Fame, and uh, I lived with Trey Sutton at the time, but hit all-time hits leader at Southern Miss. He didn't know anything about it either. I'm like, man, we got to do something about that. So I wanted to get involved. So I've been on the board for uh, about three years. Um, and just kind of been pushing for, you know, a few things. They've always done a good job with the Hall of Fame and, uh, and all that, but uh, some membership and voting kind of had declined a little bit, so I wanted to get involved and really do something to uh, promote the M Club, uh, generate more awareness, and get some younger folks involved, younger former athletes involved. I want you to finish this sentence for me. The first and foremost objective of the Southern Miss M Club is to support the student athletes' pursuit of excellence and to celebrate the achievement of it. And what does the M Club uh, involve itself in on a regular basis, Bailey? All right. So the the biggest thing we do uh, and that we've done for forever is vote on the Hall of Fame or facilitate the vote 
uh, all in club members, not just the board, but in club members able to vote on that. But we uh, we accept nominations, uh, facilitate the whole vote process. That's the main thing we do. Um, but what we've started to do and have gotten involved in this year is to to generate more awareness for the M Club and to really uh, establish a mission and, and do what we felt like it needed to do. In addition to that is uh, we started to uh, an each team fed initiative. So we're trying to go to each team and feed them where they are in a convenient way. I know when I was in school, I just I, I appreciated a free meal. Uh, as long as it didn't burden me too much. Um, and we're going to make an impact there. Tell these guys I want to be a resource for them. Um, we're going to host the first-year letter winner ceremony in about a month uh, for those who earn their first-year letter. And then we're also uh, in the process of planning a networking event for our graduating juniors and seniors to meet with per- prospective employers. Um, and I think that, I mean, our athletes, uh, they just... You know, they're valuable in the workplace, and we want to connect them with potential employers and employers with them. We were meeting with uh, the girls' basketball team the other night and uh, out at cane break at pasta night, and we were just so impressed with them. I mean, they shake you in the, uh, shake your hand, look you in the eye, yes, sir, and, you know, all this stuff. And I, we walked away really impressed with them, and I'm like, man, some employers in this town would love to have these girls. They just may never meet them. So that's right. what we want to try to accomplish. All right. Now, I've got track coach John Stewart sitting right beside me here in the First Bank studio, Bailey. I want you to assure us that that track and field is as great as they're doing. Some of those kids are going to end up uh, in the M Club. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, membership, no doubt, any any former athlete, particularly letter winners, can. But uh, I understand that they may have been underrepresented on some uh, previous ballots, maybe. But... Uh, what we've tried to do in the last few years is uh, make the M Club board a little more um, well-rounded in the uh, the sports that we represent. Uh, former uh, track and field uh, Ashley Castleman, formerly Ashley, uh, oh gosh, I'm going on a blank on her name. Ashley Ryer Castleman. Uh, uh, she she's on the board uh, and is in tune with what what those guys uh, in the history and, you know, more in tune with them than, than maybe I am. So we tried to get a, a better, more well-rounded board that is uh, representative more of the uh, of all of our teams at Southern Miss. All right, so you're assuring us now that track and field is represented on the board. Coach is sitting right Absolutely. here. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. All right, Luke Johnson, welcome Bailey Hertel. Bailey, good to talk to you, brother. Uh, commend you on two things publicly. Number one, your association with Trey Sutton, uh, you never got injured. Um, and then your association with uh, Trey Cuevas, uh, you made it out as a decent individual. So uh, I commend you on, on those two things. But, man, you know, talk about uh, you were on campus uh, for two years. Of course, you were uh, close to the program at Pearl River. Uh, but, man, just being around the campus, uh, being in a sports team, being a part of the baseball program, it sure changes your life just for the, the, the even two years that you were in Hattiesburg. Man, you're not kidding. I, I, I was talking to the uh, SAC last night, Student Athlete Advisory Council, and one thing I left them with was my life is incredibly better because I played at Southern Miss. Some of my best friends uh, that I have uh, played with me at Southern Miss. I met them there. Uh, people like Trey Quavis and Keith Winstead that I came from Oak Grove with, 
But uh, Brian Dozier, Tyler Kahn, uh, Trey Sutton, I mean, all these guys that I've become better friends with because of that team. And that team's always had great chemistry. And I think every team at Southern has always had great chemistry. Uh, but I'm I'm forever indebted to the university for allowing me to come and play baseball at Southern Miss. Uh, it means a lot to me, and it means more to me today than it did back when I was doing it. Was the the secret sauce of the baseball program? Uh, Coach, Coach Palmer was under Coach Denson. Coach Barry was under Coach Palmer. Is it from a longevity standpoint, or is it just because all those guys uh, recruited guys that just gelled uh, great, you know, greatly, and were able just to to take the diamond together? Man, I think the from the top, the coaches that we have are awesome. Uh, I mean, and they're old school. Not that that's any better than new school, but they just. Man, it's always been kind of a blue-collar place. And you come and you get guys that, that might have snuck under the radar in the past, and they come in and they overachieve. But I just think they recruit quality guys, uh, guys that are get along, hard workers, guys that you know are loyal. Uh, I just think about all the guys that we had there, and, and I mean, they're just the cream of the crop. And uh, I think like guys like Mark Maddox, Barry Bowden, Cliff Russell, yeah. uh, they're just – they were, and a lot of times there were guys raised near here and who have had uh, a passion for Southern Miss for so long. Not to say that those who come from uh, away from here don't, but uh, they soon um, they soon develop a passion for Southern Miss. All right, Bailey, they, baseball they, they is just do. around the corner. Uh, how are we going to be? I think we're going to be good, man. I think pitching is good. I um, I know that they've. They've had a couple inner squads, and and uh, hitting is always kind of the last to come around. It's hard to 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 simulate live hitting in the off season and around Christmas break. You can go throw some pins uh, as a pitcher, so I think hitting will come around. But we again chemistry uh, when we went in '09 when we went to the World Series, I went on that team. But a lot of people would say that's not the greatest team we ever had, but they might have had the greatest chemistry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. I think the team's close. Um, we were hanging out with them a couple of weeks ago, and they're fun. They joke around with each other. But uh, Coach Barry said the other night at the dugout club bank was it's the hardest-working team he's ever had, and that's saying a lot. Um, that says an awful lot. It's other miss. Well, five straight years of winning the Conference USA Championship is the goal. Uh, that would be quite a remarkable feat, yes? Absolutely. Uh, this is a good conference in baseball. Um, we're playing some of the best teams. I mean, like Rice. I mean, you know, uh, La Tech. There's just a lot of rivalries, and, uh, and we play the non-conference folks well too. But uh, it's a good conference, and uh, I'm just excited that, that we've had such a good run lately. All right, Bailey. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Congratulations on your new gig. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. Bailey Hartel, everybody. Coach is in the studio with us. We're going to talk track and field when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Southern Miss to the top. 
Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us on a rainy afternoon. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. Our good friends down on Hardy Street, right across the street uh, from the Southern Miss campus. You can't miss it. Big yellow and black building open six days a week, Monday through Saturday until about five o'clock in the afternoon. If you're living in other parts of Mississippi and tuning in this afternoon, you can just go to CampusBookmart.net and uh, you can order your Southern Miss apparel and they'll have it delivered right to your front door. Quick reminder, uh, next Wednesday, of course, is the uh, kickoff of baseball next weekend. We'll be at 4th Street Bar and Grill next Wednesday afternoon, along with uh, Coach Scott Berry, with a basketball coach, uh, with some people from uh, Keith Co. to talk about all the activities uh, in town uh, next Saturday. Baseball, Mardi Gras parades, basketball, all sorts of stuff. Fuzzy's Tacos uh, next Friday to actually kick off baseball season uh, with Justin and, and all the guys down at Fuzzy's Tacos. But right now, we want to talk to one of our very favorite guests. John Stewart, of course, is the head track and field coach extraordinaire at Southern Miss, and they're just having another outstanding season. We're going to talk about the accomplishments of the team, but I asked Coach if he could come in this afternoon to talk to us a little bit about Eric Richards, I want y'all to listen to this. He's a high jumper. He cleared seven feet. Was it five inches, Coach? Seven, seven, seven four. Seven, four and a half inches. Seven feet, four and a half inches, out jumping second place by a whopping seven and three quarter inches in the meet last weekend. The clearance tied him for third best in the NCAA this year, the NCAA, and 11th place in the world standings. That's heady stuff, Coach. Well, he's he's a fabulous athlete, and uh, we had a big time competition at Houston, and he just rose to the occasion. And you know, he gave me a heart attack a few times when jumping at seven feet and thinking, okay, we came here so we can get him on a good track, and uh, and so he could jump with some good competition. And he almost went out early, but he uh, he recovered. He made uh, seven feet on his last attempt, and then he just went on to just you know blow seven. Seven one away and seven three and then all the way to seven four and a half. When you got a kid that this when he, when he's this good in his field, is it one or two things or is it a combination of things? Is it just raw talent? Is it talent with a really hardworking, coachable kid? Uh, is it either or 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 both? It's both. It's both. I mean, he is extremely talented. We saw him jump in high school, and, you know, he was a little awkward the way he jumped, but, uh, you know, and he, he was also a little short. But we said, man, this guy's a talent. And he went to Heinz Community College, and then later on we just we got him as soon as we could. And, um, you know, ever since, I'm a believer that you can't hide talent. So, uh, you know, Eric's going to jump high no matter no matter what the situation, no matter what the coaching situation, no matter what the uh, uh, the, the training regimen. He's going to he's just going to do it because he's a competitor. But yes, he does work very hard. He's a good student and uh, and just a phenomenal talent. And you said he's unusually small for this particular sport. He's about five nine. Now he he doesn't want me to tell you all that. He's going to say no no no, coach. Tell him I'm five eleven at least. No, he's five nine. <laughs> And he's always the shortest competitor in every competition we go to. But, uh, but you know, like Spud Webb, you know, he's just going to rise to the occasion. He can get up in the air. He can defy gravity. 
It's crazy. Put that in perspective for people. I mean, I couldn't jump two feet off the ground, but seven feet, four and a half inches? Yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, something that's seven feet, four and a half inches. But, you know, basically he can jump over almost any doorway that you're going to walk under. So if he can can walk under a a doorway, he's going to be able to jump over it. So uh, pretty impressive. But, Coach, Coach, if if he's at seven, four, we were talking about this yesterday. If he's at seven, four and a half, that's the entire body clearing it. So, I mean, he's probably – over that i mean he's like he's probably seven five because he's clearing the bar right oh yeah of course i mean his hips uh are probably a, maybe an inch to maybe almost two inches higher than that than the bar when he goes over it uh and, and actually he he made some really good attempts at seven feet five and a half but uh, just you know just kind of ran out of gas at the end of the competition but yeah he is uh he's getting <laughs> over the bar and it's and it's that's quite an effort Coach, we know that uh, track and field, um, of course, is a, is a national, but you want the best talent from everywhere. But how, how important is it for the University of Southern Mississippi to have one of the greatest high jumpers in the world right now, and he's from Utica, Mississippi? How important is that for you as the head coach? Well, I tell you what, you know, we always want to have good athletes on the team, and it gets me a trip to go to Albuquerque, New Mexico, for the Indoor National Championship. <laughs> so that's important for me, but but it just keeps us on the national stage. It keeps us, uh, you know, relevant nationally in track and field. Just to have good athletes like that all the time, Coach, your team really gets a lot of national respect these days, doesn't it? I think we get some national respect, but you know what? You know, as soon as baseball season starts, you know, I, you know, I, I can't stand Scott Berry because they just take over all the media. He gets all the he gets all the hype and all the praise and all the all the articles in the paper and that kind of stuff. So, uh, you know, so we're trying to get as much as we can before baseball season starts. He's pretty good at getting that. He's stuff, good. Too. He's really good at that. So. <laughs> All right, let's let's go back to this kid for just a minute. You you told me that um, you, you were giving me the the dates of all the tournaments, and then you said the uh, Olympic trials come up. Uh, can Eric Richards make the Olympic team? Yeah, he he can make the Olympic team. Now that's it's a little bit of a stretch right now. It's still early to say that, but uh, he is that type of talent. He definitely could make it there. Just to make it to the Olympic trials, you have to be utterly and completely. Uh, you have to be phenomenal. You almost have to be freakish almost in your athletic abilities just to make it to the Olympic trials, much less make the team. But he is about one centimeter away from uh, world A standard, which which gets you into the Olympic Games if you if you make a team. And uh, we're going to get that this year. But he is he's he's well on his way right now. It's still early. I mean, he jumped in January. We still got several months before the mm-hmm. Olympic Olympic trials. And when when you get to the Olympics, what kind of heights are those? Athletes jumping. Uh, to make the Olympic team, you're probably going to have to go like seven feet eight inches, maybe wow. a, maybe a little bit more. But uh, you, you know, uh, he's he is it capable? Is he capable of that? Yes, he is. So and so to go win medals, you have to jump. It just, it depends on the year, to, but you know, hey, getting close to eight feet is is going to get you a medal for insane. sure. Insane. That's insane. Coach. And they keep getting better every year. They don't get worse. They just keep getting better. Luke, how close could uh, you and I come to eight feet? <laughs> I can uh, I can jump and touch it with the my, my tallest finger. I could do that for for Maybe, sure. Right. Um, Maybe. Coach, 
Coach, one more uh, indoor meet before the con- at, at Vandy before conference uh, over in Birmingham, February twenty second. Uh, we we just want to talk about Eric as great as he's been. Cedric Spot's been really good. She broke another uh, record this past week weekend. I think it was in the mile. Correct. Correct. Yeah, she ran four forty five in the mile. I mean, it was uh, she was outstanding. Yeah, the only problem is she got beat by another uh, girl from Rice who was she's pretty good too. But but uh, we'll be ready for her in another couple weeks. Hmm. Sandra's the uh, we call it the Polish rifle, I guess. Um, she's the, Pol- she's, the Polish she's hammer. So good. Polish hammer. There we go. Polish Just, hammer. I like yeah, that. Like that's, Ivan Putzky. That's the, even the, better. The wrestler. She's the Polish hammer. But she's like uh, she's she's outstanding uh, right now. Just running phenomenally. What is? What is the, I guess, from a coaching perspective, I guess when you guys hit outdoors, I mean, you know, it's just it, all bets are off. I mean, you get after it. But is there, from a from a coaching perspective, is there a different strategy or approach to the indoor season than the outdoor season? Well, I mean, we're trying to get as, as good as possible because it's a short season. We have four meets and we go right to the, the conference championships. Basically, we do it all in about two months. So the kids are coming back from the Christmas break, and you know they're not always sharp, just depending on how much they worked out over the break. But uh, we're just trying to get them back, uh, either in shape or get them a little bit better in shape, uh, just leading into the conference championship. So we're we're kind of rushing that along and just hoping and praying for no injuries. But um, you know that's the difference. Outdoors, we have a little bit more time to get ready. Uh, we, we can play around with some of the events and, and do some of their off events. And, you know, like Sandra might run an 800 outdoors because we have time before all the big championship meets that are going on in May and June. But, but uh, indoors, uh, yeah, we're, we're just uh, we're rushing to get through this to get in as good shape as we can. Well, I wish y'all hadn't brought up the, uh, the mile, four minutes, because when I, I, I get off the treadmill at Anatomy's and I've done two miles in 30 minutes and I'm feeling all big and bad, I'm really not doing much of anything, am I? Yeah, I know. I'm the same way. I do. I feel the same way. You know, when watching a run, I just kind of look down at my gut hanging there and I just go, wow, you know, I got to get I got to get after it. So uh, I guess it's inspiring. Do, they, to do me. they ever talk noise to you because of that, Coach Stewart? Oh, of when, course. Whenever they're running by? Uh, of course. I mean, I'm getting older every day and, and you know, and, and things are starting to droop down. So, um <laughs> You know, and they, you know, when they start calling me fat boy and things like that, I just know I gotta, I gotta start, start working out a little harder. But, but my my work, workout regimen is just walking around the track as much as I can right now. But, uh, yeah, those, it's it's tough. It's tough to be a track coach when you're around these phenomenally in shape athletes, and and then you know, and you're, they're always going, hey, why can't you go running with a coach? Yeah, so coach, when they're running those twenty mile training runs, you're not with them. There's oh no, no, no. Yeah, I, I might be driving a car behind them or something like that. But <laughs> that's what I'd be doing. I don't even like driving twenty miles. So. Uh... Well, Coach, you guys just continue really to just excel. And I know all of us are very, very proud of what the track team has done. So let our listeners know now what's in store. Well, the the big thing that's in store this year is the Olympics coming up this summer. And I think we're going to try to get some kids that are competing on TV at the NCAA Championships, Olympic trials, and, and that's that's going to be the, the, uh, the big premier meets that we're going to try to get into here at the end of this, uh, beginning of the summer. I can't stand Coach Berry. Can't stand Coach Berry. That guy needs to quit winning. <laughs> give me some, give me a, give me a chance. All right, Coach. Thanks a lot. Coach, track and field coach John Stewart on the Eagle Hour. We'll be back.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Bob, Luke, and Michael today from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. This segment of the show, sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill, will be down there, like I said, next Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Michael, you going with us to 4th Street? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let me just say this to you, Michael. Shrimp poor boys. Yeah. You want to go? Sure. Okay. Are you paying? Yes. Okay, I'm there. Play. All I'm right, so there. we'll be there next what? Uh, next Wednesday. Wow. Uh, see how I work that? You're yeah. blessed and highly favored, Michael Mergens. That's never <laughs> happened to me. Well, but it's because if it's not for Michael, nothing gets on the air every day, and then I don't have a job. So uh, Bingo. we'll have to feed Michael on next Wednesday. Four Street Bar Grill, great lunches, five days a week, just $8.95. They're delicious. I've had a few myself. Uh, and as we said, some of the best uh, poor boy sandwiches uh, you will find anywhere, 4th Street Bar Grill. All right, I asked uh, Coach Stewart to stick around, Luke, because in the break, right, right where I guess he was getting ready to leave, he starts name-dropping these huge NFL names to me. And, Coach, you tell me that you coached Todd Gurley, the all-pro running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Tell us the Todd Gurley story. All right, Todd Gurley was uh, he was quite the track athlete in high school, and you know he came to the University of Georgia when I was there coaching the sprinters, and he came out for the track team, and he was uh, you know a pretty good hurdler, and I think he ran a time that was uh, on our top ten list at, at you know uh, back when he was running, but I, I can remember him going to our first indoor meet and just being terrified at some of the girls that he would see. There, there's so many world-class <laughs> athletes out there we'd run against on a, on a weekly basis. And he would say, oh, who's that girl? And I'd say, ah, oh, that's nobody. Don't worry about it. And just, who's that girl over there? And, I, and he was just so worried about that. But he was, he was just shaking getting down into the blocks. But uh, he was so big, I think they said he was – I think he goes by 220. But he, he was probably like more like 235. But I think he smashed every hurdle, just broke them all in half and just ran right through them. But he, uh, <laughs> he made the final of the meet and uh, – <laughs> You know, I think he was trying to get some phone numbers at the time after that. But he was working on the girls. He was he was looking at the girls, but uh, you know, I'm sure he doesn't have that problem uh, anymore. But <laughs> no. but uh, but he was just it's just someone that's on TV, you know, running touchdowns and running kickoffs back, and then but he goes to a track meet and just scared to death because track and field it brings out your. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you know, it exposes all your character flaws and mm-hmm. everything else because it's just you and you and in uh, a pair of shoes, and that's it. Nice, coachable kid, Todd Gurley. Great kid, just the greatest kid. Worked really hard, uh, coachable, listened, did everything I tell him to do. So he was he was phenomenal, and I, I really really enjoyed coaching him. How rare is that you see a kid that size that has that kind of sprint ability? Well, I mean, there's not there's not a lot of them out there. There's a few, you know, and I was lucky to see a few. But uh, but he was he, he came out and we had uh, another kid named Keith Marshall who I think played pro ball for a little bit and and they were both on the team at the same time. But we had some we had some good ones there. But they're there's they're not out there. They're not often uh, running track. Sometimes they're just playing football and that's it. And does it always? Tra- I guess it doesn't always translate a great track star becoming a football star. I think back, and I'm going to show my age here, but I remember when I was growing up and going to Redskin games, and Dallas was the big rival, they had a a guy named Bob Bullet Hayes on the team that at the time was the quote-unquote fastest man in the NFL. I believe he was an Olympic sprinter, if I'm not mistaken. How rare is that, that they go from track to football? 
Well, it's not that rare. There's always one or two or three that are, you know, world-class sprinters that are running track as well as uh, excelling in football. There, that's not, it's not so, uh, you know, not so uncommon. It happens every day. Uh, you know, not always on a world-class level, but there's always your best running back is going to be a, a pretty good track athlete. Your best wide receiver or cornerback is going to be a good track athlete. You know, your best linebacker or maybe a lineman is going to be a good shot putter. So, uh, the, the two sports go hand in hand. So do you go watch football players to try to find track guys, or, or is that the opposite? Of what well, we cross re- when we're recruiting, we cross-reference and say, okay, this kid, he was at the state meet in this event, and okay, we look him up, and all right, he's, he's one of the top football players in the state. And a lot of times we can, I can go tell the football coaches about it. Uh, so most of the time they already know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but that's just one thing I can do, and it, you know, it helps us to recruit a few more kids because I don't have all the money in the world and mm-hmm. you know if, if we can if we can get some help from a football player then hey that that's just uh help to us would this surprise you about Gurley? i told you this uh, during the break i'm watching him do an interview a couple years ago and the reporter says now you just got this big contract with the rams are you nervous do you feel a lot of pressure a big smile comes on his face he said i don't feel any pressure at all i just got my money yeah that doesn't that doesn't surprise me it doesn't <laughs> surprise me at all uh, he, he was. Uh, we knew that he was destined for greatness and, and, and going to make a lot of money. And uh, when he was at, at the University of Georgia, and we just knew that was going to happen. But it doesn't surprise me. He, but he's he's a guy that's going to. He's not going to blow it all. He's going to. No, he's, he's a gonna, great player. Sir. He's a great player, and he's going to hold on to whatever money he has. So. Right. Todd Gurley, uh, Luke, that's pretty cool, huh? Just uh, convince him uh, that you know we can bring him into the the family at Southern Miss, and you know he can hook you up with a new track facility coach. That would just remind him that all of his success in the NFL came from John Stewart when he was at Georgia. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's gonna I don't think he's gonna claim me for that. But I think that's gonna be some other some football coaches are, they're gonna they're gonna stiff arm me when it comes to that. But uh, yeah, he it would be nice. It would be nice. If we had you are um, I, I, you are over many. Oh yeah, you're over many events, and I hate to always, you know, pin you down to pin you down in this way. What is the? I guess this is a really weird question. I guess the the most athletic needing or the 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 hardest event in track and field, in your opinion, or where almost you have to be the most athletic to participate in. The the percentile would be the smallest. Uh, if, if that makes any sense, Bob always wants to do the steeplechase, but I've talked him out of right. it several times. Right. But at what, which event, in your opinion, um, is, is main, maybe the toughest? Oh wow, that's man, that's a tough one, and, and that's like saying, "Hey, what's you. the toughest sport?" Uh, you know, you have to be a very good athlete to be a hurdler. You got to be a great athlete to be a hurdler. No, there's there's almost no hurdlers that aren't very good athletes. Uh, you have to be a great athlete. You have to have a lot of gymnastic ability to be a pole vaulter. Uh, you know, it, it just depends. But, you know, I'd have to say it's the decathlon or some of the multi-events for the women. It's the heptathlon. That, you have to do everything, and those are the best athletes, I think. What is the steeple choice, Coach? I don't even uh, know. The steeple is it's 3,000 meters, seven and a half times around the track, and you're jumping over barriers, and you're jumping into a water pit. Uh, in it, in it, so you, your, your feet are heavy, and you're tired. And basically, you're just running the mile and jumping over hurdles. Michael's more suited for that. He, he's no, I mean, he, twenty years ago, yeah, yeah, not anymore. But the barriers don't move; they don't fall down when you hit them. They're, they they stay in place. So you got to. So you better jump them. You better jump them. Ouch! How crazy is it? I would see what you're saying though about uh, hurdlers. I, I I enjoy watching track and field, and uh, I always find that pretty amazing that they can run that fast, keep that rhythm, clear those hurdles. 
I can see what you're saying. That that seems to me would require the most athleticism. You know, Todd Gurley was a hurdler. You know, that's what he ran at Georgia, and that's what he was really good in high school. And so when I see him <coughs> hurdling someone in a football game, I, you know, a lot of times mm-hmm. I want to, like, send him a tweet or, or a message or something like, hey, man, you need to get your trail leg up a little bit higher when you mm-hmm. go with those kids. So uh, I just think that that's, you know, I was a hurdler too. So, of course, I'm always going to tell everybody the, the best athletes are the hurdlers. Well, and you know, last year at the NFC Championship game, Luke watched him hurdle several of his New Orleans Saints as he was roaring down the field. Right, Luke? Yeah, where were the Redskins at during that game, Bob? <laughs> they were at home watching it, too. <laughs> they were palling around with the Bear players, and they just all had plenty of time on their hands. Right, Michael? <laughs> wow. Don't mind him, Coach Stewart. That's, that's, don't, hurt, don't that's hurtful. Him. That's hurtful. Yeah, no, we're done. The show's over. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Say you're sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, all right, Coach. So, great job with the track and field team. Uh, expectations as you move forward? Uh, we're just trying to get as many kids to the national championships as we can right now. It, it's it's early to tell uh, what kind of team we're going to be right now, but uh, I think we got we have some uh, very talented kids. We got a young team. We lost a lot of kids, but we have a, a bunch of uh, very talented freshmen on the team, and um, I think we'll be really good in, in years to come. And what is the status? Last question uh, for me: What is the status of track and field, generally speaking, in Conference USA, in your view? I think it's probably the most competitive on a national level of all the sports in Conference USA. Uh, I think baseball is very good, too, but I think track and field, uh, the kids that we have in our conference competing in track and field are just as good as any, anybody in anywhere in the country. SEC, Big 12, Pac-12, we can compete with all those teams. Well, that says a lot, right? Well, I mean, we, we've got kids from all different countries, and some teams are all foreign, and, and sometimes we just have some phenomenal athletes just from out in the sticks. And so, Well, you, you know, you, you say that, too, that all teams are foreign. We see that a lot in some sports, but that's not really the case with your team. No, I mean, I, I just don't want to play that game. I just I like to get the kids from the – I think you have to recruit your own state, and I like to get the best kids from the state of Mississippi. That's just the way I want to do it. The kids come here, they have pride in their team and their school, and they love uh, Hattiesburg, and that's just what I want. You're doing a great job, Coach, and you're always welcome on our show. Thank you very much. Coach John Stewart, everybody, our favorite track and field coach on the Eagle Hour. We'll be back. Luke's got some football recruiting news, and we'll wrap things up. To the Eagle Hour. Really appreciate track and field coach John Stewart for hanging out uh, with us for a few segments today. Golden Eagle track and field team heads up to Nashville next weekend for the final 
regular season indoor meet of the of uh, the indoor season, and then they'll get ready on February twenty second in Birmingham for the conference indoor uh, meet and finals, and then we will roll right into the outdoor season, doing an excellent job. Uh, with his track and field. Also appreciate Bailey Hartel from the M Club stopping by. And if you are a former letterman uh, for Southern Miss, be sure to join uh, the M Club. Toyota Hattiesburg brings us the fourth segment of the Eagle Hour every single day. You can find them online at toyotahattiesburg.com or on Highway 98 in Hattiesburg. Well, today is uh, signing day. Uh, most of a lot of February now, Bob, is kind of, uh, you know, the excitement or the anticipation is taken out because of this early signing period. I, I like the a December date. It allows, uh, you know, some of the stuff to go ahead and, and get out of the way, it allows you to secure some of, of these players. Uh, but right now, Golden Eagles add four more um, today. Uh, they add a wide receiver um, from. Dodge City Community College, Daquan Bailey-Brown. Uh, a, a defensive back, Vincent Brown, who is a freshman. Uh, he's from uh, Manville, Texas, Manville High School. And two tight ends. Mitchell Sellers uh, will be an incoming freshman from Paradise, Texas. And Grayson Gunner, He's we've already told you about him, but he was the graduate transfer from the University of Arkansas. So what it looks like today, right now, Eagles already had 15 commitments. Now they're up to 19 now, when you break that down, nine on the defensive side, nine on the offensive side, uh, an athlete, Will Jones um, from uh, Chicago, Illinois, and Phillips Academy, uh, he could play either side of the ball, not sure. Uh, but when you look at the offensive side, two running backs, four wide receivers, two tight ends, one offensive lineman on the defensive side, three defensive linemen, two linebackers, and four defensive backs. So skill players uh, were really uh, big in this class, Bob, simply because you graduate so many wide receivers, Quez Watkins goes to the league, and you graduate so many defensive backs on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, February signing day is just not what it used to be anymore, is it? It used to be such a big, big deal, and uh, they've just sort of made it now. I think the emphasis is on December. It is. There will be, we, we mentioned 18, 19 uh, commitment signees. There will be a few more that trickle in. you got to think you, with um, with Rodriguez, uh, with Chandler Rogers, and some more uh, players here and there that have announced they're transferring. That will free up some scholarships. So expect to see some, uh, some blue shirts, some gray shirts. Bob and I, you and I were talking about that during uh, the commercial break. You think of a red shirt, and that's somebody that basically gets to sit for a year, doesn't play, and they get an extra year of competition. They can play up to four games. A gray shirt is somebody that doesn't come in in August. They come in the following January, and so they don't count um, against uh, your scholarship total. A blue shirt is somebody that isn't, quote, formally recruited, but they'll show up in August, and they will be a scholarship player. So expect to see a few more blue shirts. There's a kid. Um, I'm excited about this kid out of Oxford, Alabama. He just uh, signed with Southern Miss. His name's Kristen Booth. Had offers from Kentucky, Louisville, Nebraska. He's a 6'3", uh, 225 defensive player. He may be a blue shirt because there's nothing up on southernmiss.com yet, but we expect to see a few more of those names uh, to be on campus this fall for the Golden Eagles. All right, good deal. Listen, we want to make a note, note of this. Uh, a really well-known person here in South Mississippi and um, – from what I'm told, a wonderfully nice man. Forrest Phillips was an official. He did high school, junior college, college athletics, uh, 
undoubtedly Pearl River Jones area high schools here in South Mississippi and Louisiana. I understand had had officiated some Southern Miss sporting events through the years uh, in Louisiana last night, officiating, doing what he loved to do. Uh, a basketball game in Louisiana killed in a head-on collision last night, uh, driving back late after a basketball game from Louisiana. Uh, so um, a well-known uh, a sports official that dedicated an awful lot of his time to uh, helping make sure that uh, kids from high school to Southern Miss uh, had officiating for their athletic contest and uh, just dedicated a whole lot of his time to that. Uh, loses his life last night at a car wreck. So uh, our sympathies, uh, obviously, to uh, him, uh, to his family, and, and to his friends, and uh, our thoughts about uh, Forrest Phillips. Uh, you know, it, it's just stunning, really, when you think about it. I, I can think of three different people killed in car wrecks coming back from doing play-by-play Uh, In sporting events, I can think of one other that I'm aware of that was killed after officiating a ball game. We never think about that aspect of it, Luke. But a lot of these guys you see at these ball games, you know, they get in their cars when you're going home and they make long drives back to to where they live. So, uh, you know, they, they really make a lot of sacrifices so kids can play sports. They do. And we uh, we certainly uh, send our sympathies the the way of his family. You know, it's just always a good idea. I, I've spent so much of my my life on the road traveling to and from events, and it's always good to have about three people, three or four people you can call late. That's what I've always done. And and there's I've had a lot of good friends over the years who've stayed up and, and uh, talked to me when I was mm-hmm. tired or or uh, just wanted to make sure I, I got home safe. And right. and it's always uh, just just good to do that. Right. All right, we'll be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We thank you for tuning in today. Until tomorrow, Southern Miss. To the the top. Into the future. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping. Into the future. Talk Mississippi Media Production.